Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Insamo, here to talk to you guys today about your favorite team in the National Hockey League, your Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> the Maple Leafs have done it. They have punched their ticket for the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs, which will be happening this May after beating the Montreal Canadiens by a score of 3-2 at home at Scotiabank Arena that saw an effort from Austin Matthews score his 57th of the year and his 58th to get 50 goals in 50 games for the first time since Mario Lemieux in 1996. Now, before I go more into depth on this awesome performance all season long by the greatest Leafs player of all time, uh, let's just go quickly Inside this game, let's recap this. And at the end of this episode, I will be previewing Tuesday night's matchup against the Buffalo Sabres and talking about the gloat, Austin Matthews. So like I said, Austin Matthews opened up the scoring, getting his 57th of the year in the first period. Then just shortly after that, about 30 seconds later, he scored again to make it his 58th of the season to give the Leafs a 2-0 lead going into first intermission. Joel Edmondson, the guy I mentioned in the pregame episode of this one, scored only a second goal of the year, um, assisted by Nick Suzuki and Jeff Petrie. Then John Tavares, three minutes later, gets his 26th of the season, assisted by Alexander Kerfoot and Ilya Mikheyev. And then, of course, Cole Caulfield, late in the second period, just under two minutes to go, gets his 18th of the year, assisted by Christian Dvorak and Braden Gallagher. And... You know, as I brought up Cole Caulfield, I just want to mention, um, I was at the Jays game. If you listen to the Blue Jays podcast on here at Battleborn Fan Talk, the Battleborn Blue Jays podcast, I was at Rogers Center on Friday night for the home opener and I actually ran into Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. And as much as I don't like the Montreal Canadiens, I must admit that they were actually pretty good people. Like they were really nice, took a picture with them. Uh, we're talking about the game. So they have my respect, especially Cole. Cole was awesome. And, uh, yeah, they're repping their Blue Jays jerseys and their Toronto hats. So definitely something I didn't expect and to run into them. But, uh, yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. So credit to them. But, um, you know, Cole Caulfield, I said in the pregame as well, he's been on a resurgence since the coaching hire of Martin St. Louis. And uh, I think I messed up Braden Gallagher's name at the start. I said Braden. It's Bre uh, Brendan. So uh, Brendan Gallagher. Just wanted to edit that because, uh, you know, long day. Um, I have a friend that's named Braden Gallagher. That's why. Uh, so with that, the Maple Leafs have clinched their spot in the postseason after this victory. And, you know, to most of us, that's not a surprise. The team is 47-19-6. They sit second in the Atlantic. Um, this is a hockey team that we've known for a large part of this year was definitely going to be here in May and they confirmed that tonight. This was a tough victory. Obviously the Leafs started off hot. Um, they got right by Jake Allen and then Montembeau had to come in due to Allen's injury, but Eric Shogren on the other side, 
two goals against, 24 saves, a 9.23 save percentage. And I just got to say, Shalgren, you know, started off awesome when he got called up. Uh, the first game, shutout, 35 save. Everybody was praising this guy. They said that this was going to be Bennington part two. He's going to lead us on a run. But he's kind of fell down back to earth here. He's had some tough outings. Um, you know, that's how it's going to be. He's a rookie goaltender. He, I didn't expect him to keep that pace up when he came up here. I think he could give you some good outings. I think he has a lot of potential, so I'm not giving up on him. And I'm not saying he's going to be a, a long-term backup, but this is a guy that could be a fringe starter for you. If you maintain his development, obviously, uh, we know that the Leafs goaltending position is going to be a controversy t- uh, for the next season as well. It's going to be a controversial topic this summer. Um, so, you know, maybe he gets more of a full-time role here, but credit to Shogren. He was solid when we needed him. The goals, you know, he makes 24 saves on 26 shots, pretty good performance, um, quality from him against a Montreal team that usually plays up to the Maple Leafs and he really held his ground. And I know a lot of people were talking about why didn't they start Jack Campbell? I think giving Campbell the rest here was important because, um, you know, next week, they have another fresh slate of games, and we're playing Buffalo, who's kind of had our number recently here in these last couple meetings. So getting Campbell ready for Tuesday night's game, I think, was a good choice by Sheldon Keefe. But with that, the Maple Leafs are 8-1-1 one, and one since acquiring Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell. I felt that was important to mention because, you know, a lot of people are starting to now look at the D pairings and ask, well, where's Rasmus Sandin and how does Rasmus Sandin come into this? And I agree, but Rasmus Sandin has probably been – my most underrated defenseman on this team this year. You know, you look at the analytics, everything you want to argue, the eye test, he has had a rock-solid season. The offense is slowly starting to come more and more, and I think he just got hurt at the wrong time. I do want to see him in the lineup on an every-night basis once we get to the playoffs, which the Leafs have clinched their spot in. So, you know, I do want to see Sheldon Keefe find a way to get Rasmus in the lineup. But it is also, uh, you know, an honorable mention to Justin Hall and Mark Giordano. And that's why I brought up this trade. Mark Giordano played pretty well with Justin Hall tonight. Yes, they were on the ice for a goal against. But those two, obviously, it's a fresh pairing. Two veteran guys. They're going to take a little bit to mesh. But the reason I think this is important to highlight, because we look at the Brody-Muzzin pairing, which was probably the Leafs' best pairing on the ice tonight. They were on the ice for 20 shots for, only four against. Their Corsi and Fenwick numbers are awesome for both of them respectfully uh they really outchanced montreal when they were on and that's something we don't really see right from guys like jake muzzin and tj brody together that's supposed to be the shutdown pairing and man were they efficient and if that's something that can be here long term then i'm really excited for that pairing because i think they can do some real damage but with that the toronto maple leafs did out hit the montreal canadians 43 to 32 and i felt that was important to mention because the leafs were favored to win this game, of course. The Leafs actually analytically uh, were much more dominant. You can see that via the eye test as well. I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. But, um, you know, the Maple Leafs, they came into this game. They knew Montreal's had their number. Austin Matthews was looking for his career, uh, I guess, highlight doing the 50 and 50. That's absolutely absurd. And, um, you know, they took care of business, and like I said, now we got the Buffalo Sabres coming here on Tuesday night. Now, people did ask about the, you know, 
the playoffs and all that stuff. And I just want to highlight that a bit before I get into Tuesday's pregame. So right now, the standings as of this recording, which is on the Sunday after the Leafs beat Montreal last night. Uh, right now, the Maple Leafs are slated to play the Boston Bruins, which is probably likely. But I do think that we got to watch out for Tampa. And if Tampa gets into that spot where Boston is, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. I don't want to play Tampa Bay. I would rather play Florida. And my pecking order for the Maple Leafs and their playoffs, uh, again, like my, my pecking order for who I'd want to see the Leafs play would probably go first, Boston. Yes, despite, you know, the past, Boston is definitely the most favorable matchup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number two would be Florida. I know that's a hot take. We've seen the Leafs play Florida. The way Florida plays is just like the Leafs. They will trade offensive opportunities with you. They play a much, much more offensive game than a team like the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes are going to beat you on the forecheck. They're tough, physical hockey. They're very responsibly, very responsible in the defensive zone. Sorry, I cannot speak today. And uh, this is a team that will clearly outplay the Maple Leafs in a seven-game series. I think the Maple Leafs are good enough to get out of the first round to make it out of the East. I think they have the talent. I wouldn't bet against them. But the Carolina Hurricanes and their system, we've seen what they've been able to do to the Leafs this year. And yes, uh, the Maple Leafs did play good against them in their last appearance with Eric Schalgren, but I still rather have the Boston Bruins there. Obviously, if I had to pick Tampa or Carolina, I'm going to pick Carolina, but that's only because Carolina does have Freddie Anderson in goal. Um, and then also, if the Leafs do manage to finish in a wild card spot and have to play Carolina uh, in a you know in crossing over to the Metro. The Metro, I think, is a lot easier to make it through in this year's playoffs because if you beat Carolina, you likely play the winner of the Rangers and the Penguins. And I think the Rangers are going to win that one. So Leafs, Rangers, two very inexperienced teams, two young teams. Uh, I think that's a much more favorable matchup for the Maple Leafs than having to play either the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay, or Florida potentially in round two for whoever they don't play in round one. So it's going to be a tough playoff for sure. Right now, the team that's the teams that are in a playoff spot over here in the East is the Florida Panthers, who are slated to take on Washington as if the standings ended today. The Toronto Maple Leafs will be playing Boston. Carolina versus Tampa Bay, holy battle of the year in round one, and Rangers and Penguins. And if I had to make predictions for this right now, just going off today, I would take the Panthers, I would take the Leafs, I would take... The whole Carolina Tampa that is so tough. That is so tough. I think I would go Tampa in seven, uh, and then Rangers and Penguins. I'm gonna go Rangers. So I think there's definitely something to watch as the season winds down here. Uh, the Western Conference is just as loaded between Colorado and Dallas, St. Louis Blues versus Minnesota Wild, Calgary Flames versus the Nashville Predators, and Oilers against the Kings. If you guys want predictions for that one, I guess I'll give them to you because I know that's probably annoying talking about it and then not speaking about my prediction. So I'm going to go Colorado over Dallas. I'm going to go Minnesota over St. Louis. I'm going to go Flames over Predators and LA Kings over the Edmonton Oilers. That's my hot take. Kings against Oilers. I'm taking Kings. Um, 
But with that, let's go to Tuesday night's game now as we get into the second half here of this episode. So obviously, as we know, the Maple Leafs have struggled in their last two games against the Buffalo Sabres, both resulting in a loss. Jack Campbell is expected to start this one. Craig Anderson is expected to start for the Buffalo Sabres. Craig Anderson has had the Leafs number this year. He's 14-10-2, a 3.06 goals against average, a 9.01 save percentage. This recording is prior to the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning in which he will be starting in. So those numbers are subject to change, obviously. But Campbell right now, 27-9-5, a 2.72 goals against average, and a 9.12 save percentage with four shutouts. Obviously, no Drake Kajula or Malcolm Subban. For the Maple Leafs, no Peter Mrazek and Andre Kasha. The Maple Leafs, like I always say when previewing, the Buffalo Sabres are clearly the more offensive-dominant team. The Leafs are second in goals per game this year with a 3.82 average. The Buffalo Sabres are 24th in the league with a 2.74 average. Uh, the Leafs clearly shoot more. They have the way better power plays. The Leafs are still first in, in the whole NHL despite going 0-5 for 5 on Saturday night against Montreal. The Buffalo Sabres are 18th. Um, face-off percentages, this is where the Leafs should be able to dominate. They are first in the league. The Buffalo Sabres are 32nd with a 46% against the Leafs 55%. So the Leafs, I always say they like to play a puck possession-based game. Face-offs are important. When this team wins, they out-chance the opponent. They do that a lot of the times by winning face-offs. That is probably why you still see Spezza in the lineup on an every game basis well usually every game basis before the acquisition of blackwell um but you know face-offs are key for this maple Leafs franchise they show that game in game out and i know it's an overlooked stat but that is something to monitor in this one because if the leafs are able to dominate puck possession that is when they are at their best and that's when they dominate their opponents and you know they did that against montreal as well dominating in the face-off circle and those are crucial when you get to the postseason. How many times we see crucial games decided by just a small thing like a face-off? So I know I talk a lot about face-offs, but that is crucial to this Maple Leafs team and how they want to play because this isn't a run-and-gun hockey team. It's a very puck-possession-based game. It's a very simple game looking for the best option. Sometimes it will be frustrating as hell. We've seen it throughout the whole year long, but it is keeping them successful. So whatever they want to do, let them do it, but I just hope in the postseason they get more bodies in front of the net, they shoot the puck just a little bit more, and they clear the space out in front of our own zone, in front of our own goaltender, because there's too many pucks getting through, too many screens, our goalies are having a tough time seeing the puck, and that is probably why you're having all our goaltenders struggle, whether that's Morazic, Campbell, Shalgren, Joseph Wall, no matter who you want to bring up, even Hutchinson is an honorable mention, because we know he just never goes away, so... If the Leafs want to be successful, that is what they need to do. Obviously, their offensive game doesn't need any help, doesn't need any tinkering. But in the playoffs, we know that the game's a lot more condensed. There's a lot less space, and a puck possession-based game might not translate well. So if they can get more of that run-and-gun, gritty kind of style that Colin Blackwell brings, that energy bug-type vibe. Pierre Engvall's really turned his game on, and he's real crucial to the puck possession game here in Toronto. If he continues to build off this if David Camp just continues to defend our own goal to a T like he always does, and Mitch Marner continues to make dazzling plays with Austin Matthews because credit to Mitch Marner, he did an insane, I think, split stop on the blue line to make sure Matthews entered the zone when he scored his goal because if he did not commit to that 
which 98% of the NHL would have not NHL players would have not done. Austin Matthews doesn't get that goal and who knows how this game ends up. But the Maple Leafs home record, they just continue to keep winning. They have a 26-7 and 2 home record. The Buffalo Sabres away record is 12-20 and 5, so obviously this advantage is in the Leafs favor. The Leafs did lose to Buffalo at home in Scotiabank Arena not so long ago. So do not take this game as a trap game. Do not take it as a free win. The Buffalo Sabres have been playing real good hockey since the month of March. They are actually one of the better teams record-wise in their last 10. Uh, So, yes, they're coming off two recent losses. They are probably going to lose today to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the Buffalo Sabres, do not underestimate them. They are actually surprisingly... Uh, having a good fight here. Owen Power will be playing in this one. Well, that's my projection. Uh, prediction, sorry. It's Owen Power, the first overall pick in the most recent draft, will be making his second game for the Buffalo Sabres against the Maple Leafs. And uh, it's going to be a fun one. It always is. We know the last time these guys played in the Heritage Classic, it got pretty heated. So uh, Buffalo, Toronto, it is definitely going to be a fun one to watch. I can't wait for it. Buffalo Sabres, you know, they started off pretty good. Then we get to April, and they're starting to lose some games. So they're coming off a cold stretch. Um, so they're definitely going to be up to play against the Maple Leafs, knowing that they've had their number. Like I said, the last, re- the most recent matchup was March 13th, the Heritage Classic, where the Sabres won 5-2. to two, And we know how that game went. Some scrums, and it got pretty physical at the end. But with that, let's go to Austin Matthews to wrap up this episode. I'm sorry. If you think – hold on. Let me restart. If you are a fan of hockey and you're criticizing Austin Matthews, you're being a hater because he's a Leaf, because he's in Toronto, because he's being you know, marketed as the new face of the NHL in a way, because he has the personality, the fame to people outside the sport that love Justin Bieber, that you see the style that he brings. He's the focal point of hockey right now. If you hate him, and that's why, because he is wearing the blue and white, he's here in Toronto, or no matter what else, you don't like the way he plays, you only care about that he scores goals, he's only a goal scorer, I'm sorry, I've watched thousands, thousands of hockey games in this league, out international leagues as well, KHL, the Olympics, best on best, never once in my life have I seen a hockey player score 50 goals in 50 games with my eyes. Yes, Mario Lemieux, probably my favorite hockey player um, if we talk about history. I wasn't alive to see Mario Lemieux play until he came back, which even I didn't really follow hockey then, obviously, because of my age. So seeing somebody for the first time do 50 and 50 is incredible. And if you appreciate the game of hockey, you will appreciate Austin Matthews because Austin Matthews is not only scoring goals at a rapid pace, a rapid pace, a rapid pace. He's also in conversations for the Selkie. Now, I don't think he's going to win the Selkie, but are you serious right now? This guy has been the MVP of the season, hands down. And yes, McDavid does have the talent, does have the potential to be the guy for the National Hockey League to be that guy looking back in years from now as the main you know guy of our generation. I'm not taking anything away from McDavid. Unlike a lot of haters, I can admit when I see talent and I can admit 
when players deserve their respect. Leon Dreisaitl deserves just as much as respect as the top young elite stars. Okay? But Austin Matthews, you are crazy if you hate on this guy. What he's doing in one of the toughest markets to play in, living up to the hype, performing night in, night out, no days off, even when he gets his 50th of the year, this guy still found a way to score eight more goals in just, in just about what, less than 10 days? He is a monster. He scores more than just your average goal a game. He is playing like the best player in the National Hockey League right now. And if this guy can keep this up in the playoffs, don't count the Leafs out. Because when you have the best player in that series, more times often than not, that team wins. And that's why I've been so high on the Maple Leafs all season long. That's why I cannot wait for May. Austin Matthews is this year's Hart Trophy winner without a doubt. And I love Connor McDavid. I appreciate everything Connor's done. Connor's the more, you know, Skill-driven player, has more speed. But Austin Matthews' goal scoring, it's its just been elite. And yes, I'm a huge playmaking guy as well. But defensive numbers, the analytics, face-off winning percentage, Austin Matthews has been that guy this year. And if I need one guy to start a franchise with right now, right now, I have one season to win the Stanley Cup, I think I'm taking Matthews. I think I am, and that might be a homer take, but uh, get me a guy that can score and that can defend as well. And yes, McDavid probably has a better chance to end off with more points. But also, don't forget, it's just as important as keeping the puck out of your, your own net. So, awesome, Matthews is my pick. He deserves the heart. If you disagree, let me know. I'd love to have this conversation with you. We'll invite you on the show, but that's all for me, folks. Thank you guys for listening. This Maple Leafs team is for real, and I cannot wait for May. Bring on Tuesday at Scotiabank Arena. Go Leafs, go. That's all from me, folks. Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go!